Welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. Today we get to chit-chat a little bit about moving beyond the concept of the one in polyamory or monoamory functional adult relationships, the divine masculine and feminine of a 5D perspective though. And this one is going to integrate mysticism. And just in case you're new, that is a person who has one, a ability of tapping into the sphere of energy around us, the space. But what I want to hone in on to make it a little bit more understandable, they, they call it clairs, clairaudience, clairvoyance, clairsentient, all this stuff. But beyond that, so let's just say there's these awareness these senses, that they're aware of the subconscious, they're aware of the nervous system and engagement between each other a little bit more than others might be, but that to me is like a little bit of bullshit and more because it's not true. We're all aware of each other's nervous system, but some people, they will also have channeled messages that come about, okay? So in this oversoul of yours, you're an oversoul, I'm an oversoul, but I will be the lead of my own oversoul and I will recognize the parts of me. Okay, so I'm trying to make it understandable and I look at it like a family. And in fact, I will equate it to all the people that you've met in your entire life so far. <clears throat> they are in one way, shape or form related to your oversoul. Now, the 4D mystics, they talk about it in a way of separation consciousness because they're not a whole three-year-old heart yet so they are not their human being version with no trauma memory or charges from unresolved trauma memory and or heartbreak and or trust break i'm going to break it down further there's no devil or demon when we see people that have been quote unquote demonically possessed what we have is a brain that has areas for Example, we have the circuit for anger. We have a circuit for fear. We have a circuit for, I believe it's sadness. We also apparently have a circuit for love, which may be with sex or something like that. Okay, the when I learn these different pieces of information, that's why I'm the pseudoscience woo-woo lady, but these pieces of information are from neuroscientists, mental health professionals that are people who studied their entire life and they're still researching. And I'm not claiming truths, I'm talking here. And I'm educated because I support people on personal development. So I'm trauma-informed, I'm attachment-informed, I'm somatic-informed. All of these lovely educational certificate programs and hours made available to me by some are private. Yes, most of them are private organizations, institutions. But the people that are teaching are therapists neuroscientists they are researchers like Stephen Porges they are still behind the scenes in academia and there's all of these so we have two groups of educators the ones who are the lovely expanded consciousness people who know about updated sciences and the ones who deny it and use scripture to promote their ancient texts or if they're not denying it they're using the sciences that are updated with a story though and in fact you can tell because they're against technology and ai and they say things like oh they're going to take our divinity away 
and they're making humans out to be machines and da, da, and some will in fact also dehumanize our entire process of moving into expanded consciousness to your program and a robot and you know whatever so trying to just clarify that we have educators who speak different languages the 5d educator is going to be a human being enlightenment the human way they're going to say hey guess what there's a lot of people that do have unresolved trauma here's what it looks like and here's why their brain can heal to become integrated but it requires a process of time called good therapy awareness integrating yoga integrating dance music integrating relationships that are securely a lot of very grounded things okay so that's where i come in with the human element and spiritual spirituality is a bonus for me i'm the translator for you those of you who want to be the enlightenment soul age group and or just your whole functional adult self so to be yourself you need to return home which means a whole three-year-old heart i already have a three-year-old heart it's whole it's here she's maria that's it and no i don't have anything that i cannot know that i'm processing emotionally that's called the relationship with your own body safe haven i'm a safe haven secure base with myself that's why i'm a solo poly solo not because i'm alone because i know how to be my ideal partner because i know how to say it's going to be okay dreamer and doer you're on you're, you're on that you're on a roll and i'm serious and i feel good about that and that's it and some are like what wait you can't give yourself worth. yes i can it's called healthy self-worth you don't know healthy self-worth i do you want to call it cockiness sure you're projecting your insecurity i won't tell you that though i'll just say yeah okay i'm cocky good you like it no okay bye <laughs> i'm gonna be cocky over there i'm intimidating mm, you like it no okay i i, I don't have any what do you want? What do you want from me today? Is there anything I can do? Are, are you satisfied with the equation? What, what are we doing? Okay, so when we meet people who, who aren't participating openly with us, we, we know how to handle uh, a lot of things because that's what it means to be your own self, people. It's really easy because my emotions are all over it. <laughs> Some people don't like it. <laughs> I love when I get to have confirmation in different ways, which throughout the years my oversoul has given me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be less confident, but I will try to make sure that I, I, I make myself available to explain. Uh, maybe, maybe I will, maybe I won't. I, I'm thinking I'm getting to return home to more of myself as a mature. Oh, so you're always home, by the way. But... <clears throat> with all the my voice <clears throat> with all the knowledge that i've gained i'm able to explain things better and so on that note spirituality awakening and you are one and in the same but it's only if you move into becoming an emotionally mature person who knows how to regulate your nervous system some people need good therapy and done personal development some they don't need any of it because they're aware <clears throat> that emotions are the highlight of life and they're like i want more of my three-year-old right now not less. And so they want to be with people and they're tired of doing the envy, jealousy, revenge, and human suffering shit. It's really a small energy. So when I'm around uh, people who are small energies, and that means narrow-minded, I know their energy and I know what they're doing. And it makes me just feel like I'm a teenager all over again. And I didn't take those teenagers very seriously because I knew what it meant to be somebody who's behind somebody else's back and, you know, doing things that are insecure. It's an insecure person. That's all it is. Okay, and as I got older, 
what I noticed was insecure people have a way that they try to be to protect themselves, but they're the more vulnerable out of the herd. And the minute that they get into um, something huge, they shatter. And this was something that was presented to me in my college years. And, you know, um, on that note, people who are expanding consciousness, they always learn. We don't do karma in the sense of building a cycle. We do dharma. And we don't change because we expand and we become flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, stable brains. This is what it is to be your own divine masculine and feminine and every part of our oversoul helps us to get there. Oh, and on that note, the concept of the one, before I forget how we're moving beyond it, you don't have to be polyamorous, obviously. This is the part where I want to make sure you understand. Some of us, we will love the people that are our lovers forever in the same way. So we add to that mix and we will not ever say you're out. And some people say, well, you, you need to choose. No, I don't. I, I actually don't have to. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have to pick. That's not a must unless there's a law. Oh, yeah, there are. I, I don't have to get married. I don't even have to ask the law to recognize me. Oh, yeah, I don't need any of that. So when a person embodies what they are, and in this case, unconditionally loving and loving more than one human being it can be romantic it can be platonic it all depends so for a solo poly there's relationship anarchy i don't like to give titles there's a non-hierarchical predisposition don't tell me what to do with my relationships and bonds i'm not going to come tell you what to do don't you dare you know disrespect anyone either and and i i can play a very good middleman because i know how to be a grown-up and and to handle any person who's insecure but really I won't be loving people who don't know how to love. And you can't love if you're insecure because you're not going to be able to tend to the relationship and therefore you're not going to be a part of my love life because you're not going to know how to handle moments of distress in a way that require conversation with a specific way of here's the data, here's the stories we got, both of us, Here's our emotions, both of us. And here, what can we do about this honey bun? By the way, those names. <clears throat> yeah. I, I know a lot of people like to use names. I, I like my name. I stopped making sure people would know this because apparently they think using other names uh, are, are somehow. So on that note, when you're growing up and you use words and they mean something but you realize most people don't use words to mean anything you learn how not to mean anything with the words that you use so i say this and that and i mean what i i mean what i mean but not in the same way as other people i'm i'm very much personally not in the boat don't use a dictionary with me that's why i have misalignment sometimes with some people but the smart ones and the ones that really they just care to get to know me they figure it out and and we get to realign and so when they need to remind me of things, I get reminded and then I try to work around it. But that's where each person's brain works differently. So on that note, the concept of the one is a person who's flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, stable for a polyamory person, but also monoamory because we're talking about secure connection people. So it's not a person that is having to be your twin flame or flames or soulmates. And really, though, let's go back to the 5D mystic and our oversoul. It will be someone, and it will be more than someone, of your oversoul. 
for those of you who have the ability to tend to yourself, and that means with respect to yourself, so not putting you and your emotions ever to the side. So it's only once you have moved into wholeness that you can move beyond any concept for that matter that is given to us by society, not talk about it as being man-made bullshit, because even my words are, are human-made, excuse me, woman-made, human, it's, 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 all, it's all made. So the whole human-made bullshit, man, it's all, that's a bullshit statement in and of itself of an adaptive child that is thinking, as a teenager does, I want to be rebellious and all the unfair world, and I'm going to get all these people with me, and I have not yet fully recovered from my trauma from whatever broke my heart. So whatever trust break there was, I'm still living it, and that's karma for you. And separation consciousness, but it's not anything wrong. No, it's just a masculine or feminine or human being who's not whole yet. They're not their whole functional adult. They don't don't know how to use their left and right mode together, all hands on deck, integration of the brain. They don't know yet how to be equanimous, and therefore in their ventral vagal nervous system and standing up straight like a good person can good boy and girl no none of that wording but but that comes to mind because you know you're usually going to be in this stance when you're presented with (laughs) that's the part okay i'm gonna stand down get get shoo 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 limited consciousness people get away from me okay Uh uh-huh but yes we are so used to still being we always will be our three-year-old stand up straight be proper Allow yourself to move however, (laughs) I'm remembering when I was a kid. Oh my gosh. So long story short, there are great therapists out there who share things such as we're living our eight-year-old self over and over again. And I'm being reminded of certain things as I use my mouth right here. This is self-awareness, people. Okay. I'm aware of my three-year-old, my eight-year-old. I'm aware of my story. I know my oversoul. So I'll share. I was remembering my paternal grandmother my paternal, biological paternal grandmother, she comes from, she came from, all my grandparents are are gone, and the father figures, uh, one was a father figure, the other is the biological father, and so, you know, the sperm, and and of course, I got some genes and whatnot, and great, great, they're both great people, both great examples of what we have when it comes to human suffering and unresolved trauma so there's nothing to say except for all people today have a way out of that it's called lovely trauma therapists that know about attachment and they know about childhood trauma and i i support personal development so it's once you want to be the owner of your emotional plane that you'll be intrigued to inspire your human potential and so whole three-year-old heart want to get there if you're not there and, and it's called self-empowerment, as you can tell. So self-empowerment, self-awareness, enlightenment. I'm not joking when I say 5D mystic enlightenment functional adult. That is what I am. That is what I bring to you. To be yourself begins with you being able to deal with the unknown uncertainty and unexpected from within you with your own flow. And yes, with knowing yourself. So with self-awareness and an inner growth mindset is beautiful for the ones who want to become the owners of their nervous system and their emotions, not the ones who want to pout about it and say, no, no, I want the bystanders to come and take my side and you're not taking it. And now I'm pissed at you and I'm going to label you or I'm going to do some passive aggressive shit. And that's where our codependent martyrs, superiors, 4D, all of them, blamers, the ones you should have, could have, would have, yeah, no, not any of it. And I'm okay to be out because I didn't want to be in that group in the first place because you all don't know how to be loving and fun or 
serious and actually responsible. So if you don't know how to tend to physical, emotion, and mental well-being of me, you're out because I don't want to be in. And so you know you're not the one. Uh, the minute I find a potential one, that's where you're going to show me if you are it by letting me see how you tend to my mental, emotional, and physical well-being. And if you don't tend to any of it, well, you're not the one because I'm the better one than the two of us together. So that's where the solo polyamory again, secure attachment, very straightforward polyamory also solo, not because of being alone. No, many lovers. Yes. And that's where it's beautiful. They're all sweet as pie. Back to the stories of people who don't know about what they don't know. So lovely father figures, they're not there. I have a lovely consistent one. And all you need is one caregiver to develop your specific way of moving into life. And luckily for me, I was held with equanimity. So I got lucky. And my brain maintained a differentiated self. And so there you go. My grandmother, as I was saying, was very much about teaching us the proper manners. So she would have us walking around with books. And I think what I was remembering was one of those moments where I was being told to stand up straight. And also I have scoliosis. So I kept being told to stand up straight. And uh, yeah, that, that, that one I still do. I still do the standing up straight, which brings me back to when I was a child. And that's what was happening. So th that's what's called a sensation from your body that provides an image. And oh, lo and behold, I know how to explain it to myself and I don't project it. Now, when it comes to being a mystic, more than just that happens. So I'm going to transition to another story. And here's where it's my oversoul and I personally began having Claire's in about 2006 is where my journey began and then I found all of who was already in my oversoul group were already part of my life I've always been aware of the luck that I have of my extended family and they're all immediate and extended and in time I found my lovely twin flames yes flames you heard that right and I don't share the whole bunch of, we have some paid subscription-based model content, but the twin flame thing, I only have it for those who want to have guidance as 5D mystics. That's why it's paid. And you ask me specifically what you need. There's no saga, there is no drama, and there's no obsession. That's because a 5D person is a securely attached human being who doesn't do trauma bonding. And that's because we do not say you, my twin flame, can make me obsessed with you and you are forcing my brain and body to feel a certain way. And <laughs> no, 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 no. If you're not in my vicinity, you're not doing anything. You can only do shit to me by imposition if you're physically, and that's not going to happen if I'm smart enough to try not to, you know, and if I just be aware and do my best to have trusted people. This, this is a learning process. We all know that. To learn how to have those people around you that have, again, your physical, emotional, and mental well-being in the forefront. And there's always signs that will allow us to know this. And um, I personally am very good at understanding. I learned in those first years of my adolescent life, adolescent life, how not to trust everyone because not everyone is mature emotionally, mentally, or has a physical safe home. They do not all come from physically safe homes. So if you meet a person who's from, unfortunately, a abusive and neglectful household, they will not know what love is and they will not know secure attachment and they will not know 
how to be nice and they will in fact not know how to have your back for real and so on and so forth so if i go back and here i'm going back to my teenage years i can tell you a story or two or more of people that did not know how to be nice and where i was considered quote unquote too sensitive when i was played tricks and i just learned i'm not going to hang out with you i'm not going to hang out with you i'm not going to hang out with you i'm not going to hang out i'm not going to hang out with all of you all of those people are over there here's who i'm going to hang out with and that's how i made my friends and that's how i also learned remember to look for cues no my body just automatically began to pick up on how to understand things no i have conversations people words my mouth works really well by the way uh, yeah so it's uh very very good to use your mouth okay and to know of what oh i have healthy self-worth did i not forget to mention that okay so when you're your own divine masculine feminine you know what it is to be healthy self-worth and here let me talk about some of those stories so i never felt bad for putting people to the side that treated me in certain ways no if you're not going to help me to feel safe to play with you i will not have you in my circle you're out that's it i'm not equi- i'm not telling you you're out and that's it you come looking for me i'm sorry i'm busy i have schoolwork i don't know what to do with you that's it i'm not gonna do anything else i'm not schooling you you're not my kid i'm not your parent i, I don't need to tell you how to behave with me you showed me how you're going to behave i'm going to take action that's that's again there is no conversation the minute that you've done something that is clearly not nice i'm not going to ask anything of you and i'm not going to do anything with you okay and on that note when you then start to flirt and write all that stuff so i was flirting with one of those cute little boys as a teenager and i shared this story many times where this one kept on reminding me of our difference in height and i in my own little brain at the time already knew what love was and i knew that was not it no person of mine is going to make me feel less than because of my height or aesthetically uh, no no you don't love me it's okay though i'm having fun too just like you are that's all this is it's flirting and having fun because why not we're not doing anything wrong unless you live in the ancient silverback times which i didn't okay so what i knew and still know love to be is you respect me and i respect you and we talk about things and that's because we can be different and stay together and on that note the teenage boyfriend came into the mix for my story and he was the one and he in fact is a soulmate and part of my oversoul like his partner of life now who is part of my oversoul as well and i'm not going to be sharing all of that story because we're moving into the future people into the now for the concept as grown-ups okay but i want to give us some wiggle room to get to the aspects that are important to notice for yourself as well and that is i personally have no shame of any of the stories that are mine and i have no judgment towards these people they're all people if they have trauma whatever it is it's their business not mine of course i have opinions of course i prefer for people to treat people with compassion what i understand is that people don't know how to be their whole three-year-old heart because they choose to say someone and or more no when they began infancy wherever the family didn't show up for them is where they learned to not trust anyone and that's the karma stories that 4d 3d and all these other people are bringing about and those are 
the very same not stories that I have. I don't have stories. So when I was remembering my grandma, I was just remembering a posture. But I didn't feel shame or not shame. It's not something I have to do. It's not something I feel like, oh my God, it was imposed on me, okay? Uh, no, or like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so afraid right now and upset. But I've processed emotions throughout my years because that's what you do when you have a, it's cool to have feelings because I'm a person. And so when we meet twin flames, again, no obsession, no. I know there's a connection. I know you're part of my oversoul. I understand my clairs. I understand that I'm picking up on stuff. It's, it's part of the journey of Clairland, 5D mystic. Okay, so that's why we don't need someone to tell us about anything because our twin flame and flames and soulmates are not pieces of an object of our story. They are people who we love as they are. And they're verbs like we are. So we are all a constant piece of Purusha Prakriti. Some people have access to their pure consciousness, pure energy, and you will see it. They're in the Enlightenment Soul Age group. They're aligned. They have mental, emotional, energetic physical and their value and their heart body all in alignment with or without yoga with or without spirituality with or without mysticism it's a human being who's a functional adult integration of the brain restorative embodied self i will repeat this to the death of me it's a whole three-year-old heart human love narrative no human suffering if they had a human suffering they went into human suffering love and they got into their wholeness by going to trauma experts and getting healed for real and becoming their adult self and regulating their nervous system. So here's where being yourself means you take emotional maturity seriously and you want to be your emotional mature adult. And that's why there is not the one. And that's why polyamory or monoamory don't matter. You know that the one, quote unquote, is a one and that you are your own divine masculine and feminine and can say, this is how you're going to treat me and this, um, love, I'm going to be loved, and really, you're not going to have to say any of that shit. If it's the one, that's the whole point, because there's a dance of tango that happens, and there is no universe with their little magic wand, so unless you're a child still waiting for something to come down and save you, and that's where 4D, other soul age groups, they all want someone to save them. It's not saving Please soothe me, mommy or daddy or mommy, mommy or daddy, daddy. I'm an infant. I'm a zero one-year-old. I would like to securely attach. That's my mammalian heritage. And I'm not making fun of it. This is the real deal. I want to securely attach. I want to feel safe in my body. To then be able to have fun in life and feel safe in life and with life. And that can involve certainty. That's one of the drivers. I want to feel secure physically. Or I want to find meaning, deep meaning though, without any bonds means shit. I want to be of service, therefore, to someone. I found my meaning. And then there are those who are self-agents and it's yourself and you, the body of you, finding meaning in your head and all that stuff. So the three drivers, we have all of them, but sometimes one is more dominant than the other. And that's what can then work with your attachment category and your personality and all that other stuff. This is Daniel Siegel who taught me and is still teaching me these things. So um, on that note, back to our conceptualization of moving beyond concepts such as the one when you're a whole person and that's a functional adult who is a masculine, feminine, 5D person, whether you are mystic or not. 
and you know if somebody is making fun of your height and saying consistently we're not going to be together because we look awful basically you're being an asshole but that's okay you're an immature teenager who doesn't know how to be a gentleman in this case for a person who knows what a gentleman means which you know fast forward and the reality is any person who has a hot button will use their words in ways that will equal and equate a quote-unquote spiteful sentence and so i want to move here for a minute because I've shared a couple of aspects and I want my lovely regular listeners and those of you who commit to your growth to understand we have all of the basic emotions because we have six basic ones as a species and they're all used to protect us from what is dangerous. But now that we live within civilization, we don't need them for the lions, bears, and tigers, at least some of us, others might, but, and for the forest and, you know, berries and whatnot, if they're poisonous. Okay. So those of us who are going to choose to stay within the land of the living, meaning with with people, because we're in 2023, understand that those six basic emotions, we have them. And I want to go back to my teenage years. I don't remember which specific moment, but I knew how kids were using their words. When you say something to be spiteful, when you say something to be mean. Okay, so when you're doing it on purpose, and I'm very good with words, I think you all will have noticed that's what I love about being a person, I can speak (laughs) from my mouth, and I just, I love, I love composition, but I don't use dictionaries, I like the creative part of it, and I'm pretty good, like anybody else, at having a comeback, and doing something that is of a comeback. I, as a teenager, consciously recognized how hurtful words can be to people who have insecure egos. And also those, you know, silly sayings, right? There's the one, uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. And then there's the other one, until, or somebody says until they do. So those who have had words that have hurt their feelings. Okay, and here's where... A person who chooses love and chooses to be aware of this and chooses to not do to others what they do not want done to themselves, that's what I personally can raise my hand, I committed to. Because I evaluated, wow, you know, some people, they really do these comebacks. They're really good at it. But I don't want to play this game. I'm not going to play this game. It's not a nice game. And I just, this is the it, it doesn't feel right at all, not even a little bit. And, and it's really not the way I want to use my brain or play with words. I actually, you know what? I'm going to do a different thing. I'm going to do a different game. I'm going to use the smarts of me to pinpoint a way to come back, but not by being mean about it. And then, you know, lo and behold, I grow up and now I can use a lot of good words because of the trauma experts, for example. And I do so where I know I can tease. I'm going to use my big baby man friend child who has pathology he he is not a hundred percent where he could be he doesn't want to go back to therapy he feels happy because his 24 hours he spends them how he wants he has stability he has people who welcome him as he is he's uh, older than 60 whatever so i know he could grow more but he doesn't want to So he, though, is a person who has a lot of regurgitation of information, but he also likes to learn because that's where I know of his story a little bit. 
and enough to know what he is. And, and, and here's the thing. When I got to celebrate his recent birthday and visit his home, now I saw the person behind the mask. So when I get to see him, he's always just out to be distracted and have fun and be silly. When I got to his home, it's the home of a, a gentleman of 65 plus, whatever his years are. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> when I walked in, I'm like, yeah, okay, you are this age. <laughs> totally. He has great style, all of it. But, uh, and I laugh because, you know, his facade is, is his his way of coping with something he could uncover if he wanted to, but whatever, it's, you know, everybody chooses there. Long story short, I feel that I can tease him in certain ways, and you've heard this story before, because this is where we were out, there was a group of us, and these are all friends, they're all people who support and allow him to be this silliness of a teenage persona that he, he performs all the time, and he says it's not a performance, and I understood what he meant by that. It's because he embodies it. And so we're out, and he is coming out again with this whole Darth Vader, evil, whatever bullshit that his mouth continues to, to, to speak. And I turn around, and I said, can't you do anything different with your brother? No, I said, can't you? Is this the most creative your brain can get? Something like that. And one of the dudes who's now dating this dude's niece <laughs> looks at me and says, wow, that was a low, low blow or something like that. And I was like, I was not saying it that way. But, you know, I was saying it to try and motivate maybe a little bit of creativity because he always comes up with the same shit over and over again. So the, the person, he knows me. So he knows I didn't mean it like that, but it sounded like that. So here, here's that part of where you want to always know, is it okay? And you try your best. As a grown-up, I, I definitely, with this gentleman, I know I can, like the young gentleman as well. They're, they're cool and, and flexible and just people who are okay with uh, being around each other versus the ones who are hiding as adults and they're not actually a-okay and they don't speak it up though because they are not taking the ownership of their emotional body and so that's where the energy of those people is different so you might not be a hundred percent sure but you'll notice because of the way that their mannerisms are within the group okay even though i personally don't apply myself too much so whenever someone might be potentially offended but they don't know how to speak it I, I, i'm not going to do anything about it if they speak it then i'll learn that that's not a person i'm going to hang out with i will apologize because that's the right thing to do because their emotions were hurt so to acknowledge another person's emotions is humane i however am not going to make it my mission to soothe your nervous system so i'm not going to play with your you because I'm not going to engage in any meaningful conversation with you. I'm not going to engage in any meaningful life with you. I'm not engaging with you except for in one way, the lovely ways that any one of us knows how to socialize. How's it going? You good? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Oh, that's awesome. Hey, how? you know what? How wonderful. Okay, so here, let me go. And again, I love using me. One of my girlfriends way back when, and uh, she definitely could have used some good, you know, therapy. I, I'm pretty sure she, she chose her, her, her journey. But long story short, we're out. 
and about. We're having fun. We were a group of us. And this one person says something along the lines of, Maria's very open and lets people in and lets people know who they are, something like that. And she's like, no, she doesn't at all. She came into the mix out of nowhere to say that, no, that I hide myself, something like that. It wasn't intended in a mean way. It was intended in a way of disclosing, in fact, information that was unnecessary since the person who was with us was not part of our group. They're, you know, some people, they're party groups. Some people are not in that same way. But I understood what she was saying because she's a person like anybody else. And she picked up on there are a lot of things that Maria doesn't share about the depths of her. So people who know that we are deep will sense what we are not sharing. She's not the only friend who's said something like that. So let's fast forward some more. And now I'm going to use, again, those comebacks. And, and this is why the one, we're putting the concept to the side for a minute. I'm trying to share with you what is the difference between a person who's securely attached from their teenage years and young years to as you move into adulthood and where no one can really say something that hurts your feelings because your heart is a heart that doesn't have the ability to be broken this way that people in the human suffering narrative go about their business talking to you about. So I'm fast forwarding. Here's my human suffering friend, one of the friends that needs also some things they don't want any, they, they continue to project, da, 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 da. Okay, so this beautiful transition, I don't even remember how many different years we went through our lovely little swinging back and forth of emotions and continuing though to unconditionally love and support each other. And so my friend, one, I got to begin to know them and it was in the first year, yes, the first year where I started to get a clear knowingness of their inability to take ownership of their emotional stuff. And it was through conversations and through the way that they accused, blamed, and shamed. You, you don't ever invite me with your friends. You don't always invite me when you go out. I don't understand why you're bringing this up. Okay, so that was like one of the first <laughs> instances. And that's where a person who has attachment wounds, they also repeat a pattern besides having their child parts, which we all do. So if you're not unraveling your child parts, if you're not maturing emotionally and you have attachment wounds well lo and behold your nervous system and you are not the best of friends nor is your mind in fact there's going to be rumination using your brain in shame blame fault and revenge that's the shame cycle inner critic outer critic denying for some it will be hypersexual so alcohol drugs and sex and i'm not joking and that's where they begin at a young age and then they move into what's called hypersexuality but they have all these uh you know, they created tarot cards to say that sex can clear people's aura. That, that's how they allow themselves to justify re-traumatizing and leaving pseudo-aliveness because they don't know about trauma-informed stuff. I do, and I'm going to break it down to you as we keep moving forward because there are people who want to become their whole adult self, so they need to know the difference. And it's not something that is in the devil. No, there's no sin, though. Do you want to go be hypersexual, hyperactive, continue to do your up and down swing of life? Go for it. There's human suffering people, in fact. There's a bunch of ancient silverbacks, 4D mystics. They're all over it. They're all over justifying it, labeling you, allowing you to live your 
categories, you're, you know, those are nouns, we're verbs, we're, we're a consistent, evolving, expanding piece of consciousness when our states of self are our own, which is when you have an integrated brain or you move towards one, versus saying, no, I will never change in the sense of I will never work with my emotional self, I will never change me, Maria, is the expanding consciousness that I am, but, you know, here's where when people say, but you have changed, fine, you want to tell me I've changed, I'm okay with that too. I'm trying to say that the essence of me is a constant. Is that better? Did you understand what I'm saying now? Okay, good. Can we move on from this instead of trying to tell each other what change or is So some people, they don't actually move into, can we just keep talking about who we are? And so that's why when we don't get, yes, we can, we're like, okay, I'm done talking. And that's what these people pick up on. What they don't understand is we're done talking because you didn't hear myself the first time around and I'm not going to repeat myself at a certain point. I'm done repeating. I don't, I actually don't like repeating myself. If I am, it's because you didn't hear the essence of what I said and you think you did and I, and I try to help you understand me because I want you to know me. I don't want to lie. I don't want to hide who I am from my people. And so here's where it's not a hot button for the three-year-old whole heart it's a I'm trying to be vulnerable and myself and you keep shutting me down with mannerisms that are not actually hurtful no no they're manners that make no sense to me because I'm trying to have you get to know me but you are not trying to get to know me you're an adaptive child who's trying to prove who you are and what you would. So long story short, that's those unresolved trauma, charged parts, the, all of it. All of it is there. So they're being, quote unquote, pressed, which is why it's a, it's a bullshit when people do the whole you, you uh, press each other's buttons. No, no. Some of us are not pressing buttons. We're saying, this is who I am. What are you doing? <laughs> Okay, so long story short, as this other relationship navigates to its own little ups and downs because of a person not knowing how to handle their own emotional stuff, my lovely friend says, in another moment, you don't tell me anything about you and where you are and who you are with and, and you're hiding stuff. And actually, this was a funny one because <laughs> this was in a moment where I had finally figured out that this person doesn't know how to handle their emotions because they began to do things and when you start to use spite with a person who knows what that is which is any person but I don't play that game I'm not going to play the game that's the point I'm, I understand that you have some situation at hand I'm going to learn how to keep what is special and what is happy and joyous and to me because you don't know how to handle it because you're using my words against me when you get upset and it isn't manipulation in the book of a securely attached person. No, it's you being an asshole or in some way that because you're stressed. That's it. You're stressed. You don't know what the fuck to do with it. I don't have to be a part of it. And so with that being said, when my lovely friend, you're high, I don't hide shit. I don't keep tabs on my friends like this. I'm not a baby. I'm not your baby. Stop. No, but friends have to share. No, friends don't have to share shit in my book. If you want to, you can do that. I don't do shit like this. There is a very clear way a securely attached adult emotional human being will say uh no you do you and i do me and if that's not okay i'm okay with it and this is where people who don't know how to be a differentiated self they don't handle that well because they're not mature emotionally yet now that i have words i can help myself to explain things way better 
when I have, and I don't have situations like this, by the way, because they're not actually, uh, <laughs> they won't be near me at all. Yes, uh, this is a clear deal. And with more trauma-informed, yeah, I become a smartass pretty quick. And they're not going to want to handle that one because, you know, no one who is an adaptive child and doesn't recognize it wants to go and dig shit up. So I know that. They will know that. No, they won't. They'll just reactively move away and not want to have anything to do with me. In fact, there are those who don't interact with me, and I have a story for that one. I noticed this one human being who for the longest time, when I was out at this pub, they would not, I would, I would interact with them. They wouldn't look at me. They wouldn't hear me. None of it. And I was like, you know what? Wait, this person has a lot of issues. I'm going to know that this is because they are not able to, or they don't know what they're going to get. And they're afraid. Eventually they saw that I represented no harm and, and they began to engage with me. And I still remember that day. I was like, okay, cool. And I don't know what you know, made them aware of it, but they now are, you know, pretty awesome, and they're all awesome, though, so I'm biased in that sense, I find all people awesome, and all people are able to heal if they go on a journey, okay, so back to the spiteful actions, no, they're words, so this one friend of mine, one of the biggest things they did, and I'll never forget that one, because that was a whole buttload of a conversation, it was the moment I said, I can't be the friend you want me to be for you because that's so we went through that and anyways all of the, all of our past is very much well closed and we have our harmony now but at that time they came with a huge long ass letter <laughs> and they ended that lo and behold because they did know some of my lovely stories with my twin flames and they lo and behold they came out with a sentence and I'll never forget, because at that point, I'm an adult. When I was a teenager, I learned everything about what I would not become because of knowing what it means that people don't know how to handle words because they don't know how to be emotionally mature. Today, I have that word. As a teenager, I had the word, they don't know how to love, but I do. They don't know how to respect, but I do. They don't know how to choose with free will to forgive, but I do. They don't know what it is to love, but I do. That's all I had as words and Jesus and God, of course, which wasn't, though, the primary factor. It was Jesus giving me, forgive them, for they do not know. Turn the other cheek. It wasn't be a servant. No, it was they don't know. And those words rang in my ears like Stephen Porges, who will say biological rudeness is what it's called. And that's people who live from a hypervigilant, differentiated, no, non-differentiated, very, very un-independent un human being who there's so many different ways this can go. From just a simple trust break, a small trauma to a big trauma, it doesn't matter. I've seen it all. Again, we don't spend space in people's time because it's their suffering, not ours, and they don't want to do anything if they're using it. Okay, so on that note, compassion, of course, I've had it my entire life. Now I know how to explain it too. So yeah, the one, you ain't the one if you don't know how to handle your words and if you don't know how to make sure that I am consistently, consistently the dreamer, three-year-old that I always will be and doer as well and independent. And that's because that's what it means to be a securely attached human being is you're loving and open-hearted and spontaneous and having fun you're just being yourself. 
don't tell me who I am. The minute you open your mouth and tell me who the I am is the minute I'm done talking. I don't have patience for that. I don't need to because life's too short. And you've shut down the dreamer in me, and that's not something that needs to happen more than once. For me to know you don't know how to dream, I do, and I like dreaming. Because dreaming your world in reality is the actual thing that we want to do for each other. So being able to be a human love narrative for me personally, Maria, is what I love to be able to bring to you because being yourself is pretty easy when you choose love. Now, my friend, they used this, uh, this backhanded comment. It was something along the lines of silence and why I was where I was at. And I said, I've already evaluated myself. Thank you very much. But uh, yes, I do know why silence is part of my equation. It's because I enjoy it. I, I like to think to myself and I don't actually hold anybody by, you know, the finger where they have to speak to me every time I want them to, they, they can do whatever they want, and I'm going to do whatever I want. So silence is not something that I find a punishment. But that's because I'm a person who's okay to sit with myself, people. Silence for a securely attached infant is safe. Silence for a not securely attached infant is neglect or abuse. And it's, I'm unseen so many times, and I'm unheard so many times, and I'm unsoothed so many times in that first year of life that my emotional body has to disconnect. And now I don't have the access to my emotional body. I will have emotions, but I will not be able to explore them and mature them. One, my seat of empathy shuts down. My nervous system is in a default mode network activated on survival mode alone. I do not know my ventral vagal with my default mode network. I do not know self-soothing in a way of self-regulating with a nervous system that can be at ease. No, I only know a dysregulated nervous system, which is consistently suffering the first year of my life again and again and again with a pattern of attachment, insecurity, or disorganized. The categories ambivalent, avoided, are the non-secure, disorganized attachment is disorganized for a reason, and that's where that person has a nervous system that is in fight, flight, fright mode, their fragmented sense of self, but their attachment system continues to long to connect. So they have a conflict. It's not a, I think they say paradox. No, it's not a par- It's a co- like the body is split in two. Because it's freaking out to attach, but it wants to attach. People who have non-secure attachment, they are able to organize relationships, although they have a pattern, okay? And all of these three categories are not fixed. A person with the right amount of effort with their own desire can move into having their emotional body reconnected. But that's going to be the first time around something that's very emotional apparently then once you understand the psych education behind it and you will have defectiveness shame as part of that journey because your your lifeline was cut you were you basically feel defective like an animal does when you kick a kitten out of the litter the kitten can die unless they're found by someone the same thing goes the the child basically finds a way to cope the brain finds a way to cope in that environment and that's where a journey begins of heartbreak, gut wrench, and self-loathing, and it's the mid, it's that heart where people will in fact self-soothe with alcohol, drugs, sex, because they, and they feel it, they feel this pull in this middle, and it's torture, 
So there is a way of having the, I need to keep stuffing myself, whether it's a career, whatever it is, all of that compulsive stuff goes back to our beginning of zero one-year-old, not the beginning of time necessarily. People who want to become their whole self, divine masculine and feminine, they can learn all of this stuff. By the way, there's good therapists out there. If they don't want to, they won't. To close us on out, the one, the concept is from a mononormative monogamous world. It is not that there is not the one. There is a one for any person. But if you don't know how to be a person who takes care of your inner and outer well-being, you're not going to be in that yet. Your inner and outer well-being is your mental, emotional, and physical safety. It means you're treated like a whole human, not shamed, not blamed, not faulted, not revenged, not manipulated, not spited, and a lot more. And when people are securely attached, you know what they do? They have direct communication. They don't shame you. They don't blame you. They don't fault you, and they don't do spite. So when somebody says, you don't let yourself known, me, Maria, I'll just close on out with that. I say, no, I do let myself known. Maybe you don't want to know me, even though, FYI, I don't do any of it. So when these people have presented what they've presented, the part of them not being aware that they don't know how to handle themselves is what I am aware of. They're in their biological rudeness. I don't engage with children that are in their moods. Come to me like an adult. Come to me open-hearted. Come to me with a direct communication. I will know it. And that is when I will speak to you. Transparency, authenticity. It's always present when you're genuine. <clears throat> when you're bullshitting, that will always be present. So the part of us closing, we don't close our heart when people don't know how to be in a secure attachment relationship. We say, here's what I am. Here's how I feel. We explain. We'll give an explanation. And that's all we will give. We will not succumb to, like with my friend, we had our wiggle room because there's no, I'm going to do what you're asking me. No, I can't soothe. I cannot soothe your nervous system. I cannot soothe your self-doubt. I cannot soothe your rumination. I will not support your story. I will not deny your story. I will have a conversation about your projection to me, and I will treat it for what it is. It's your story, it's your feelings, and I will therefore respectfully say, here's where I stand. I think we're on a different page. So you know what? Because we're on different pages completely, we don't really match. But it's okay. We can find a way to match. In time, we'll find what works for us. And that's the moment where people choose if they want to, again, become their whole heart, then we're living really great, great and happy and dandy. We're all dreamers and doers together. And that is why polyamory, monoamory won't matter to people in a partnership that is real. And in this case, a lifetime romantic love, whatever. Two people love each other. They love each other with all of who they are because there are no flaws or imperfections in this way. There's no hot buttons. There's no, I'm afraid I lose you. I'm afraid you're going to go off. No, the, the reality is there's, you're a person and I'm a person. We're each other's safe haven, secure base. I want to see you in, in the beautiful light, compersion. That's what it is. I want to see you happy. And if there's somebody else that intrigues you, I'm going to support your exploration. I'm going to reassure myself. And then I'm going to come to you if I'm afraid that I'm going to lose you because I know how to say, hey, today I'm feeling a little bit insecure because, you know, I, I get to share you and I don't like it a lot today. Something like that. I'm just saying there's ways that adults can talk about what is quote-unquote baby stuff. Now, some people say, but Maria, that's not love. <clears throat> that's because some people think you can only 
love in this way of romance and sexual interaction, right? Or interest with one human being. Well, some of us don't feel that way and we don't live that way. And that's the part. It's very straightforward. And if it's something genuine, it's not going to go away. It's going to be a part of you. So either you accept the person for who they are, but you accept yourself and you speak about those fears together. And that's why it's a consistent reassuring navigating as adults though not as children so it's not the i shame blame fault you or revenge you're making me feel insecure no it's today i'm feeling you know a little bit insecure can we spend some more time together that would be really nice you know can we talk all together for the polyamory couples that get to do that stuff so again it's it's a very beautiful place to be a grown-up emotionally mentally physically it's secure attachment functional adulthood and enlightenment soul age group and that's for those of you who are here. Hopefully, if you have any questions, you'll reach out. Have a wonderful day.